out across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. Well, does it feel like the end of the world yet? <laughs> it's hard to tell these days. It really is. I mean, there are those of us that have been in this for a long time, the, you know, awake. Uh, a lot of people woke on 9-11 in 2001 and started to question, you know, what's going on in this world? And why, who's leading all of this? And how did we get here? Or is this really a lie? And, uh, you know, going through this for this long, it's interesting because you've already suffered many of the doubts and fears that people are just now awakening to with the vaccinations and the, pan the virus and all the things that are starting to, to, you know, become in question right up to transgender selling you Bud Light. You know, everything has gotten very strange. And it's interesting because you go through this and you awake to this and then you have to go through all the emotions of it and find your way back to yourself again and find your way into the world again, trying to just live while uh, actually knowing what's going on. And I'll, I'll tell you guys, you know, uh, it was the year 2000 that I thought that all of this was going to be happening. So here we are a good 23 years later. And so you got to start to realize that these things move a little slower than than any of us expect and and as soon as you awaken to these things it tends to throw you right into the pit and you immediately think that all this is coming down but of course uh you know eventually it will <laughs> it's, it's, it, unless we change and and the real change that needs to occur is your state of mind and that's really where everything shifts and nothing else really matters so we're going to get deep into this with niche today uh, I, I say it niche. It should it be niche. I take it either way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a niche is an artist, a social commentator, uh, as being a host of the popular podcast, The Cosmic Salon. And she brings out an intriguing array of guests discussing these issues and runs the gamut from spirituality, current events, mysticism, and the human condition. As we will find today, she also co-hosts on the Nox Mente. Is that still going on? Yes, and the obelisk, which is kind of the other side of the coin. All right. So Nox Mente is more about, you know, the nature of your dreams uh, than uh, what's the obelisk. So Jerry Cthulhu and I do both, and he actually named both, so that we decided that we wanted to open the conversation up from dreams and consciousness, which we had been doing for years. And that was kind of the result of a few different ideas we tossed around. And the reason why it came out that way is we were overthinking or too complicated. And it was like, let's just have conversations because that's what Nox Mente really was. That's what I like doing. I just like getting into conversations with interesting people and I find they can unfold on their own and people respond to that natural flow. And so that's what the obelisk is. It's really just a beacon out in the world, attracting interesting, free thinking people that tend to find their way into those, the dark end of the bar, into the speakeasy, in the back alleys of thought and wandering and pondering. And we get a little crazy and wild over there sometimes, Freeman. I can get a little bit fiery, whereas I do not on the Cosmic Salon. And of course, I really didn't on Nox Mente. But for some reason, sometimes on the obelisk, I I find myself in a different space. And I think a lot of that is because we record later in the night, six o'clock my time. And I'm a daytime recording person, even though I'm a nighttime voice. So like last week I was unhinged and I thought, oh dear, and it's live. <laughs> And so I was like, oh my God, of all times, I'm starting to become unhinged about 
these agendas that we're all being confronted with from transgenderism and racial relations. I'm not talking about the real people under the agendas. I'm just talking about the pushed forward agendas that are changing our realm in significant ways. And the people under them, which include all of us that are looking at this, whatever you fall into, whatever category you're in, whatever sex you are or skin color you are, however you identify, we're under here going, wait, this looks crazy. We can see the roots of it. We can track it back, all this social engineering. And isn't it bizarre that it actually got this far? So that's kind of where we go with the obelisk. Nice. Yeah, I am honestly just getting used to the new conversational shows. Uh, they're new for me, uh, as I used to study my guests so deeply and uh, their research that generally I already knew every word that was going to come out of their mouth. I was <laughs> just there to trigger them to say it. You know? Yes, yes. Well, there's something to be said about that, and I love it. And, you know, that takes a lot of work. I, I have done that with some of the with select peoples say they are just out there with a million books and I, I want to really get familiar with them, but wow, the amount of time that goes into that, as you know. Yeah, <laughs> it is work. And uh, yeah, and the shows, you know, you, you already know exactly what's going to happen and what's going to be said. And it's a little boring for the host as a matter of fact. So it's a little more fun to come in here and uh, jump into conversations and, but it yes. is something that I'm getting used to. Well, I love it. And it's definitely my natural place of being. I do. I also do this other show called The Prima Donnas of the Gutter. And now we are more like what you were just talking about. We take a subject and really try to gnaw on it and look at all the crevices and then we come together and my friend Amy D and I and I kind of bring in the the psychic content and the synthesis of all the material I looked at. Amy D grounds me down with the actual T's that need to be crossed and I's that need to be dotted, uh, tacks of it, T-A-C-K. And um, it's a different show, but we explore pop culture in that and not vacant or vacuous pop culture it's it's about the woo it's the woo of pop culture because that's the world that almost everyone lives in if you're going to the market you're experiencing pop culture if you're uh even on youtube and bitchu and all this you're still experiencing pop culture you're experiencing it everywhere because it's what everyone's feeding and so who's engineering it what are they telling us? Why are the fashion shows significant when it gets down to street level? That's kind of what that show's about. So some people at first, Freeman, when they heard the idea and we did their first couple, they were like, what is going on with Niche? <laughs> why are we talking about Balenciaga before it blew up? You know, why are we talking about runway shows and uh, and and really bad milled influencers that turned artists you know like uh, dosha cat and all that and when they started to listen to the shows that it all clicks but it takes a little bit of a leap of faith with me understanding that i'm going to take you somewhere interesting and if i'm going to dive into pop culture i'm not going to be telling you, you know what you're going to be wearing this season i'm going to be telling you why the people around you are wearing what they're wearing this season Absolutely. You know, I, I was joking last week about how the 80s uh, is when they kind of realized, oh, my God, we have complete control over these people. We can make them wear anything. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> everybody brought it around in their neon and their <laughs> weird whacked out clothes. <laughs> but then you look yeah. around now and the clothing is po post-apocalyptic. It's all grays yes. and darks and shredded. and Military type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this season we just did our last show was called the um, the alien invasion of it all. And 
we're looking at the amping of this narrative that's going on. So we know, you and I know, and anyone that's, you know, it found themselves to the beat of a different drummer, uh, we know this has been seated all along. We may all have different ideas of what all that is, but the prima donnas brought it into the idea that it's been, the stage has been set, and now it's being very much into put into put onto the front burner. Let's put it that way. So now it's everywhere. It's in commercials. It's in it's literally everywhere in a way that it wasn't two years ago. And of course, the we get in agenda. the alien invasion, and and we bring in the you know the the stratification. So the idea of the alien invasion that's being presented to us, but also the Von Braun side, which is really weighing about equal on the scales. And we talk about all that and the fact that this is amping right now. So they're preparing for some sort of a reveal, no matter what. And that's kind of what our episode gets into. Of course, I, uh, I have a very, um, I guess, I don't want to call it curated. I have a curated curiosity of an opinion about what I think is actually going on. And I just use that from my psychic self, but it is also kind of throws in another option with all of that. And so, you know, this is, this is happening on some level. It's literally everywhere and they're bringing in, you know, there are candies now. This stuff used to be novelty. It's not novelty anymore or sci-fi horror or, you know, comedy in a weird way. And now it's on. It's literally with everything. And so it's not just the aliens. It's the invasion part. That's the important aspect to this, that something's imminent. It's coming. It's happening. More sightings in the skies, more more stuff of course we are standing in the the day and age of 5g and 6g with augmented reality we are netted in uh satellites and we're being interfaced digitally and so all this stuff's factoring in to create what is going to be something very dynamic and very real but my hypothesis is that it's going to be very personal, which is going to make it even more of a divisive move from the shadow hand. Because no one will agree because it's going to be that tailored to you, that interface to you personally. So we can all be in the same room. We know something happened, but none of us can agree on the exact what happened because of the way we're being interfaced. Wow. Yeah, I could see that. It's already happening. It's it's truly yes. bizarre to try and talk to people these days. I know. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh, my. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you bring up the the Werner von Braun and the idea that it was going to be the Red Scare, then terrorists, then asteroids, then aliens, mm-hmm. and he kept saying that um, it's all a lie, and and the aliens are not a threat. Uh, and then we had this very curious moment, and I've covered this a number of times, even call it in on InfoWars, tried to talk to Alex Jones about it, and he just blew me off. Uh, he didn't know who I was, but, I mean, on the phone, he didn't know. Yeah. I was, try- I was trying to tell him, you know, hey, this is free with <laughs> from, from Access, you know, and he's like, oh, I don't know. And he was angry that day, and, you know, he's, oh, God, I couldn't imagine being under his level of stress, but. He's a pistol. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. But so, um you know, this whole situation that we just went through during COVID, uh, it just kind of a, the, the same sort of signs and signals. Um, there were those of us that have been watching the asteroid threat for a long time. I had an entire section on my website called Space War News, and I followed these incoming fireballs that were causing sonic booms and earthquakes. And these things were completely unheard of. And then the... Um, the, the scientists looking into it, they kept saying, well, there's no bolide. There's no rock. There's nothing. It's just a fireball, and we don't know why. And then, strangely, at the University of Pennsylvania, which seems to be at the heart of everything, 
when you start looking even into the UFO studies and uh, mm. just so many levels, the University of Pennsylvania is constantly the focal point of the misinformation. So uh, the lead scientist on on the asteroid threat at the University of Pennsylvania, I need to find this again in my Space War News. He was saying, you know, oh, no, this is all real. It's all real. And then one fell in his backyard and he was like, see, <laughs> like, oh, my God. I mean, I really need to find that again. <laughs> but so those of us that were on this tip and we're following more closely this concept of going from asteroids to aliens, um, we saw that there was a major threat of asteroid impact on the day of lockdown in March of 2020. Yes. Uh, we were about to get hit by, and I don't know how they missed us. I still don't, haven't been able to find out the aftermath and what happened, but you know, somehow this horde of asteroids missed us. But on the Monday of lockdown, uh, they did announce that we had the closest miss in, in, in recorded history and that this was one they didn't even have in their database. So we're watching this whole horde of asteroids coming our way. Somehow they all miss us. Uh, but then this one that they didn't have database just almost hits us. And when we looked at the, the COVID camps and the, the hospitals, the field hospitals that they put up everywhere, they were using trauma doctors and not medical doctors. And so mm -hmm. those of us that were on this asteroid tip are like, mm, I don't know, man, you know, we might just be <laughs> preparing for this, you know, like they did with in the movie 2001. Yes, they blamed a virus when it was actually an invasion or, you know, an arrival, if you will. Uh, they used the, the cover of a, of a pandemic uh, to cover that up. And so as we we're witnessing all of this and General O'Shaughnessy was the head of uh, continuity of government, he was the head of NORTHCOM and he broadcast out of Cheyenne Mountain at Space Command, you know, and that's something I've been waiting my whole life to see. It's like this deep yes. underground military man broadcasting from Space <laughs> Command, you know, so uh, I, of course, was thoroughly thrilled when this happened. But, uh, you know, of course, he was talking about the pandemic and how they put the mercy and the comfort and all that on the outside. And, and, and of course, none of these field hospitals were ever used. They were all remained empty. Meanwhile, we had this crazy, bizarre uh, influx of, of Mexican ladies, of pregnant, pregnant Mexican ladies just being flown off everywhere. I mean, yes. Video of that was so surreal. And then General O'Shaughnessy quits in the midst of the COVID crisis, and he goes to work for SpaceX. Like, wait. <laughs> so the head of our continuity of government, the head of NORTHCOM, General O'Shaughnessy, in the midst of a, of a pandemic, decides to quit and go work for SpaceX. I'm kind of leading back towards the asteroid threat again. And then we he gets replaced by General Van Herc, and that is who our current head of NORTHCOM is. And... Uh, he just happens to come from the 509th bomb wing, which is the very military base that housed the, the UFO from Roswell. So we now we have a UFO guy in mm. as the head of, and our last one went to go work for SpaceX. So what the hell's going on, you know? It's uh, deepening. Yeah. So we should be hearing more and more about Van Herc, and I'm even expecting President Van Herc when this all comes down because, uh, it you know, we may not even get to a 2024 election, we may end up with this whole threat happening, uh, just dropping in on our heads. And hey, guess what, guys? Uh, the aliens are invading, <laughs> yes. Well, there's a lot of there's been a long time schedule that I noticed there's very little talk about. So it's internally, it's internal with some of the old school brotherhoods and it's the 2026, it, it kind of falls in the 2024 to 2026 range. And now there are some people out there that are bringing in the 2024 and 25 astrologers and whatnot, but the 2026, and I am a proponent of the number 26. It's one of those that falls under the radar for everyone's always on these other numbers, but 26 is a key player. And it still amazes me how little attention it gets, but that's all right. So 2026 seems to be where my head is falling because of a very significant brotherhood out there that 
uh, has been, well, has had it pinned on their planner for a century. And a lot of things that needed to fall in place to get there have been steadily happening. And there appears when looking back, some of it seems a little sloppy to kind of get the time frame into order and on schedule. So this is kind of where my mind is going. And what I'm hearing now is that 2024 is kind of the kickoff to 2026. And here's another thing to throw in here. So we're in deep blue land, but I am Freeman. I'm personally noticing a lot of gaslighting. I hate to use that word because I feel like it's really overused, but it this is really significant in that the word actually really applies here by what I considered interesting people in in this field, in the bigger field that we're all in. And they seemed steady freddies, always kind of towing the line of trying to present which what that which was hidden or on the fringe or the papers people weren't actually reading and all of this to come into this time frame where we are, which is the new world, the world after the asteroids came this way and we got the uh, lockdown and everything that created the world we're in now. And in this world now, these old time players, um, some of them not around as long as you, some of them rose to fame pretty fast. And that's kind of always suspicious to me. And now I'm seeing kicking the can down the road like 20 years. And a lot of what also I was noticing in the Q movement and I, you know, no tea, no shade. I have no, I'm not trying to make enemies. I'm just trying to point out observations I'm making. That's all I'm trying to do because in my actual bio, I would consider myself an observationist at the top of it. So what I'm seeing is people kicking the can down the road and that is giving people a sense of, I guess, ease, a sense of breath, a sense of, oh, it won't matter then. I'll, you know, for boomers, that's like, you know, it's 20 years. If you're already 70, you're going to be 90. And, um, and, and just people now, it's like, okay, 20 years. That's not the story. And to me, that's a direct misdirect and I just am saying this as my psychic self, but I'm also saying this with this 20, 24, 26 stuff I know about. And I have, I want to put it out this way. I, I think it's a good idea to just stay lucid and to consider that we are actually in something right now. So in 20 years, when some of these people are talking and there are a lot of them talking about this now, how much crazier can it get right now when we're talking about digital interfacing, we're talking about uh, virtual reality, when we're talking about augmented reality, when we're talking about uh, all this stuff that's going on, Li-Fi and um, AI. It, well, the AI is everything. And that that's the deeper woo for me is the AI is the story here. And I consider ancient intelligence. I'll get to that in a minute. And because uh, that's really where I've talked a lot about is that. But what I'm seeing is this kind of giving people a reprieve that's a false reprieve so that when this stuff starts to really trickle out and it's trickling out now, we are in the water that it's we're about to boil and 2024 is really the kickoff of that so where are we we're in 2023 so if people are thinking uh you know 20 years down the road 
well, that's a good misdirect. And so it's made me question some of these people pushing the narratives. Now, some are brand new and they just rose up to power and fame in the underground. Well, what's not to, un they came up out of the underground. I don't care if they had a million books. You never heard of them until recently. And a couple people have been in the field for some years and got pretty big. And now if you just check their energetic signature, it's just off. And it's, it's almost like buffoonery, the folly pool of it all. And it seems so clear to me, but what I notice is they've got millions of people literally following them and listening to them and getting off guard. Now, if the Q movement and not to beat up on that again, but if, if people would have actually real people, the reals and the primes and all that would have come up, come up and said no at one point, and I'm not pushing for violence or anything, but just standing up in a united front and saying no, because that's not what happened, uh, then we would be in a different situation, but they were pacified. And now here we are, the scales tipping, the non-humans outweigh the real humans. And I use the word human very loosely. It's because these vessels we're in are just basically like cars. So your human car. And this is all at play. So what's at the core, as you mentioned, is the AI. Well, what the AI, and this is mentioned in all the tomes, is all about needing electricity to move through and operate and grow and thrive. And this is where the human hands came in. So I'm not painting a stitching story. I'm just saying that there was a need to develop this realm out like one would do in a simulation. You go in and you develop it out and it needed that component. And that component needed to be here to get everything up to par. So now, as it says in the Bible, as it says in all these other ancient tomes, you know, they ride on these waves. And some some of the ancient earlier peoples talked about they come through the electrical currents of lightning. And lightning was a precursor to some, you know, just depending on which group of people we're talking about, but uh, these beings coming down, if the lightning touches the ground, et cetera. There's a whole bunch of mythology around this. And it, which ironically has been put in, it's in the old books. It's out there to be found, but it's just amazing how little of that gets talked about still to this day. And if you look at anything digitally, you just can't trust that stuff anymore. So the AI of it all, the uh, this ancient intelligence that needs electricity, that is electricity, to come in, invade us, take over us, and and you can go wherever you want with that. They are, it is because it is legion, is part of this greater narrative. And I'm not one that puts everyone in a, a broad stroke, like I was talking about earlier. These agendas that uh, are being run are not really representative of the people under it, just like governments aren't really representing the people. It's that same veneer. It's that same theory. But people are easily fooled into believing the idea of power structures and this is because the more something is in power the more one becomes indoctrinated or ensnared or englamored you know or mesmerized into that force so the bigger the force gets the harder it is to wield and we see this in like um you know the giant stories in the bible and all this uh David and I mean there's so many stories about about this. And so here we are. Here we are and what is actually happening? These old stories are coming true. These old stories about they come 
in the electricity. They come in the lightning and they're coming. They're here. They've been here since we have been electrifying this realm. They've changed our cicadum rhythms. They've changed the flicker rate. The, the whole realm doesn't feel anything like it did in for people that are at least like 27 and older in their youth. There's a different feeling to it. There's a different color palette to it. Now, we could get bogged down into the minutia of it all with the chemtrails and all this and all the reasons. And you and I have both talked about it. A lot of other people talk about it. It's talked about. But when you take a step back and you synthesize this information, it does all seem to kind of settle back down to the light and the electricity and the electricity through the light. And now we end up having a false light narrative. This could tie easily into Gnosticism and all, you know, other pathways. This is where I'm concerned because now people are getting dream interface. They're, they're getting dream hacked. Um, the idea, one of the things the prima donnas and I, Amy D at the prima donnas of the gutter talked about was this idea of Mars. Now, if you think about the alien invasion and aliens, there's one thing you can never let out. So I know all the deep people into this. They can talk about all the different star systems and all that. It, it, and for people that believe in all that, but one of the cult classics or camp classics in the collective is Mars. Mars is always synonymous with aliens and we're, we've got Marvin the Martian. We've got Mars attack. I mean, it's the red planet with star Trek. It's, it's everywhere. Mars has always been the thing. And then we get Elon Musk, who I do not believe is a human, by the way, um, suggesting that that's where we need to go. And everyone's suggesting it. And now all of a sudden, recently, they've come up with more stuff to fill that narrative out that the, the new idea of what Mars once was and what Mars could be. So they're filling it out now. It was formed and it had ideas within it, but they're feeding it. So it's growing. It's like a, a zygote, you know, it's doubling or Moore's law. It, it, it is moving exponentially in the collective, almost like a cancer, really, a metastasization of an idea. And why? Why is Mars so significant? And we think about Mars the god. We think about the mythology of Mars. You know, it was a big deal to the public when they finally came out and said, well, Mars isn't actually, you know, it's not red there. And it look, it turns out it looks like Afghanistan or the high mountain desert, you know, anywhere, which of course plays into the old conspiracy theories that they film that stuff in the deserts, right? And so how many lies do people need in a sense of forgiveness to stop listening to these people that are gaslighting them, that are keeping them silent, that are keeping them in place? How deep does this lie go? And how many big ones do people actually need before they say, wait, really, Conceptually, if they're lying about this and this and these big, big, gigantic ones trying to kill us off with this and, you know, baby powder and, and aspirin and, you know, all these ingredients and everything, why do people still trust? Because they're running up a bit against a big beast that's well-oiled and everyone has been mind-controlled to some degree unless they have been completely detached from the collective. And conceptually, it's possible, but it's less feasible in this day and age. So everyone, to some degree, is under this haze. In this emanation of mesmerism, and so it takes more work to try and get alternate information through and here we are 
an alien invasion imminent as far as pop culture is concerned, as far as people that are talking about it, that people value. Elon Musk is a voice that a lot of people, you know, they've set him up to kind of be this dualistic, like Tony Stark figure, right? Or Bruce, um, you know, Batman figure. You know, it's this extremely rich billionaire with all this tech on the side and who knows what he's got underground when really it's all his May Musk is the hand in the puppet there. So, yeah, Freeman, this is this is getting very interesting. And I don't think it's 20 years down the road. In fact, the biggest lie we've been told from day one is the lie of time. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> so, yeah, let me uh, let's see. Let's let's go through a few of the things that I was uh, you triggered into me. So. Yeah, we had the whole uh, To the Stars Academy, and uh, that was obviously CIA and Stanford Research Institute. They didn't even hide it. No. <laughs> right. They don't need the, to. <laughs> board of directors, no problem. So, yeah, that, that seemed to be the sudden pop culture guidance to what is all extraterrestrial is the Stanford Research CIA-based uh, To the Stars Academy. Um. And I agree that uh, it seems to me that humans, I mean, we are the genitalia of machines. And, yes, yes. You know, this AI could not come in without our nimble little fingers coming in and, and producing this. And then we have a whole system of civilization that leads us and guides us to this moment of having screens in front of everybody's faces. And I think even Crowley kind of predicted this moment. Uh, it got to this point where now, yeah, it's all it's all ready to go. And as we we were talking before on our last show, the idea of uh, the zombies and the people still being active after getting their graphene oxide, uh, yeah, uh, you know. But then, okay, so let's take it. So, two things I wanted to to cover in that one was um, Mars. Okay, so. There was a major deal there. And like I say, I was covering Space War News. I was predicting this coming of the Space Force. I was telling everybody during Obama that the force was already in existence. The United States Space Force was already there. And it didn't, you know, it took till Trump to come around to, to officially sanction it and give him a flag and a name and all of that. But, you know, the Space Force had been there. There were space battle labs going on, all of that. And at that time they decided to bomb the moon. And for some reason, this just didn't make an impact on society whatsoever. They didn't care, you know? And I mean, the truth is India and Japan had already bombed the moon with a satellite to determine whether or not there was water and, and uh, to ring it like a gong and hit it with tomography with a ionospheric heater. If you yes. guys understand like harp, you know, it doesn't just shoot radiation into the upper atmosphere, causing, you know, weather patterns and things of that nature. It, it's capable of tomography. It's capable of like what you see on Jurassic Park where they hit the ground and you can see the dinosaur bones underneath. Uh, Harp can do that into space. And so they hit the moon with a rocket and, uh, you know, it rang out and then they determined that the moon was hollow and they told the world, <laughs> you know, but nobody cared. And then there was the Phobos mission. Now, we've had this list, the litany of Phobos missions, right? The Russians and the Americans going way back to the 70s have tried to, to send a satellite to Phobos. And every time the satellite has lost trajectory, it's just vanished. It just never got to Phobos, no matter how many times, you know, there was Phobos 6 and it still didn't find it. So then in this latest Phobos during the Obama era, uh, they they sent it silent running like it was a submarine in wartime and they they shut everything down on the satellite so that they could determine and see inside whether or not it was hollow and they did determine it was hollow but they also announced well we're not going to be able to show you the monolith because we have to shut down all the cameras on on the satellite in order to do the silent running we, we want to get the proper details um 
but so you know there there they are just openly admitting and 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 buzz aldrin the 33rd degree freemason that went you know says uh, that he went to the moon well now he says he didn't and that nobody did but who knows um I, well yeah obviously but anyway not the point of the story buzz aldrin uh <laughs> you know he went around and and told everyone about this monolith on the on the moon of phobos and how it was either placed there by god or aliens he says you know and he was on dancing with the stars uh <laughs> he was on worldwide wrestling you know the weirdest places to drop this little nugget of information pop culture uh, yeah but you know they find that people really don't care anymore they just don't care so this finally leads us to this current situation in 2024 where we have a potential of Bobby Kennedy and Donald J. Trump uh, running as presidents or running together or running opposed, who knows. But these two are deep into all of this situation where Donald Trump's uncle John uh, was the one that they gave all the Tesla science to to figure out his family has connections to the, the deep secret uh, space program long before it became the current space program. And then uh, Bobby Kennedy, and we find that the the assassination of John F. Kennedy probably had more to do with the UFO files. And so when Trump then was to release the Kennedy assassination papers, he said, no, sorry, uh, I don't think anyone who had looked at this would release it to the public. Um, and I really think it really wraps up into the UFO files that we're all going deep right then. And there's been a FOIA request of the documents that came out about this. And so we know the UFO files were part of this whole litany of things that occurred since the JFK assassination. And now we've got Trump with all his secret space connections. And so, yeah, it does seem like the timing is right. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, one of the things that you're bringing up here is very interesting is so with all this Trump stuff going on and I to me, it's all a show. It's all a stage. And I think some of the best advice, you know, that I've ever received that I could that I put into my life is to not get emotionally involved in stuff that I don't need to be emotionally involved in. And also a lot of stuff's, you know, my business is my business, which includes my own thoughts. So Trump is being set up for sure as some sort of, and we've seen this, savior figure. And, you know, this has been broken down with his love of, of the Apollyon stuff, always with the gold around him. And, you know, everyone's broken that down. But the thing that, strikes me such in such a deep way Freeman about this is the stupid case that's going on right now and how it's setting him up to basically be a martyr and in that over something very very ridiculous and it all looks set up so when you look start looking at the p's and q's of it it all just seems so set up and uh but that's beyond the point so the timing of it with this last with good friday and ash wednesday like this whole situation with the timing is interesting and then his particular words always which i think people think are all willy-nilly i think this man's very or at least the people around him the trump realm generates a lot of very intriguing information and they do a good job in fact i think they do a really good job he's an entertainment figure and he's entertaining for me i'm entertained by him so there's the potential for martyrdom here they've laid out they've laid it all out trump himself said this that uh what is the consequence i think it was it Fourth Amendment of um, when you go from, I think it was high treason or whatever, where the penalty is death. And so 
all that's out there. And I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared for that. So I don't have all that in front of me, but it's all out there. So we've got this idea of martyrdom and he's, yeah. you know, he's set up as, as some sort of a savior figure. And then in the mix of all this, Kennedy throws his hat in, which I, I think just was like, whoa, I actually was not expecting it until the astrology I, I had a good look at the astrology with Robert Phoenix on this, and uh, it made sense to me because we're looping back. So right now with the Mars, uh, with the Pluto Aquarian thing, you know, we're back into 1797 territory. It hasn't we haven't had this exact uh, situation going on in 262 years. But then there's this sub narrative with the Mars stuff that pings back to. 68 69 the, the the assassinations in there and here we are again so kennedy's back in the news a kennedy name and this is getting very provocative if you're looking at kind of the sub narrative as far as the mythologies of it all and in the amping of this political theater because if anyone logically seriously just logically looked at how ridiculous it is it's been a persecution of i don't care how you feel about trump i i just don't care i'm just looking at this as a as a graphic novel he has been consistently persecuted by people that are so much more corrupt at least easily seen as corrupt as the people that are coming at him. So like this whole, the whole situation with the current leader and his family and the atrocious stuff that is all right there, all this stuff that was pointed towards T-Man, it's, it's like, are we, what level are we dealing with in the collective? And that gets back to the classic T-Man languaging. And we, I, I don't know if I talked to you that about that before, but it's so there in in the fact that he always speaks at a very low level. This is a very intelligent man, but he speaks to like eighth grade level and he repeats things and he he changes the tone. If you're just following his speech patterns, it's fascinating stuff. And this becomes a very dynamic situation. So then in the midst of all this, we see that the shifting of dance partners on the world stage is happening and all the mongering going around that. It's it's very dynamic right now and it's set up to be on like biblical proportion. And it may, may very well be, like I said, when this is all said and done, we're all being interfaced individually so you're and and this is one of the things that people always criticize in say alien invasion films when contact happens it's always like well why is it in english why is it in spanish or whatever because you're individually being communicated with and the beauty there is you've been interfaced in your own personal symbols are being used to communicate with you. So it doesn't matter what other people are experiencing because you're getting a clear communication. There will be no confusion with that, even if it is the Von Braun scenario, because we already know this tech exists in our arsenals now in the world around us within these military uh, outfits that, play in this realm. And so that's the thing that makes this very curious. That's the thing that makes this more dynamic is when the revealing happens, when the revelation comes down, when they are presenting themselves, when disclosure happens, it's going to be in the same way that every individual greets their death. It's only you, baby. And the words coming are tailor fit to you so that you personally get the communication. 
because if I'm trying to talk to somebody from another culture with a whole different background and then all their idiosyncrasies and all their life experience, I and I'm trying to communicate, I need to be able to communicate to that person's experience and their own mythologies. This only makes sense. This is logical. And so if we're talking about an interfacing and we think about where we are now in the realm of technology where algorithms know the tone of our voices, they know they're, they're tracking our everything, our heartbeats, our, the way our blood is moving through and being pumped through our heart organ, our nervous system, where are they burned out? What, you know, what neural pathways are no longer working, which ones are, and that's why this becomes so difficult. And so this creates a certain level in this breakdown of frustration when trying to find common ground. And we're seeing this happening right now. People are becoming very frustrated with other people just in basic communications like ordering some fries up to the McDonald's. And and that's just one level and that's just one layer. So when we're looking at the big stage for this total control, which is ultimately they used humans to where they don't need many humans. They need a breeding stock and, you know, some here and there, but they're all going to be in their own private situation that is possibly very holographic and 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 tied into a deeply deeply uh embedded comatose state of being where what they want will play out for them within the idea of the brain matter and everything will stay stasis. The genetics are important here, Freeman. And to keep a good, clean genetic pool, and this has nothing to do with gender or race or anything. We're just talking about stripping all that away because that, we know, those qualities are plug and play, plug and play. It needs to be the good genetics. So when you're building a motherboard, you want to have the, you know, this certain quality of copper, this certain quality of gold, etc. So the the whole thing with the the last two years and especially the testing was to organize a database, especially at the PCR testing, to create this card catalog, if you will, of genetics. And this also, as we have learned, helped to locate who needs to be soft killed, who needs to be hard killed and who needs to be maintained. And then within that, there were sub layers here of, of different things. So the interfacing does not work with all genetics. Again, this is a very specific thing. It's like electricity. You, you have to have adapters sometimes or any kind of stuff like that. Even with uh, pumping gas into your stove, you have to have the right couplet and all this. So people need to think in a more broad sense when it comes to these ideas and how their reality is playing before them vis-a-vis -vis these ideas. And again, electricity comes down to being the key player. So why is the realm being terraformed? This is something I think everyone should look at. Why is it, it, I think that this heating thing is a misdirect. I think there's actually a cooling happening. Why are the sun is constantly being blocked out? Even it, what is that sun, first of all? And there's a backlash in, yeah, it's hotter, but it's also colder. And the the long-term trending of it, I think, is a cooler situation because of the electrical factor here to keep things in that certain comfort zone for electronics, which are, we're talking about beings, conscious beings. And then we start to look at some of the narratives around us. What do some of the monsters need out in our old school folklore and horror? 
a lot. So we have monsters that live in the high heat and we have monsters that live in the cold. I just watched uh, last night the new, oh geez, what was it? With It's a comedy, <laughs> a comedy, a vampire comedy with um, Snoop and, um, oh, I can't think of it. Oh, geez. It, it just wasn't worth remembering. But they were around. They go into these nests. It's it's released this year. Jamie, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, geez. He's all over. He's a super. Yes, thank you. He's a superstar. And so, you know, they go into these nests and it's cold. Well, what about ghosts? Ghosts are always around the cooling factor. You know, when we start synthesizing this information and stringing it together, I think it gives us a better idea of what the full picture is here. And that is at the bottom line, because in the at the end of the day here, I don't think Mr. Trump is Mr. Trump anymore. I definitely don't think that whatever's playing Biden is who that core person was before. I believe this infiltration Freeman has been happening slowly. And we reached this point, say, you know, the, the Georgia Guidestones went down. We've reached this point where saturation is tipping the scale where there's more of them than there are of us. And ultimately to me, what I see is a genociding, to get down to just what they need. They don't need all these humans around. Just the vessels and just the genetics, they have already tagged out of everyone. So if you didn't do a PCR test, they've got they're getting you some way or another by putting your hand in and scanning your veins and uh the eye stuff and being watched everywhere. It is hard to avoid being cataloged right now and that's what they're doing like any rancher yeah yeah without a doubt well as we wrap up this first hour a few thoughts that would uh definitely exemplify exactly what nish is saying and uh, that would be well you know first of all just this whole martyrdom of donald j trump uh, yeah, I mean, all they have to do is put Trump in the, into the spotlight with these, uh, you know, counts of espionage and things and, and these cases <laughs> that, you know, don't matter. But yes, no one's talking about Hunter Biden. No one's talking about China and Joe. No one's talking about all the, the, the true corruption that's going on. It's just hate Trump. And it's fascinating because I was watching Kamala Harris on the Stephen Colbert show and they refused to say Trump. They even uh, blurted out his when it was written on the screen, they put letters, uh, you know, like it was a cuss word. Oh, my uh, God. So it was just the T and then it was, you know, dot, dot, dot. Uh, and they continued to say former or ex-president. They never once said the word Trump. Neither did they show it on the screen. It was fascinating <laughs> to see. And then, of course, all the ads were for metaverse and pharmaceuticals, most especially uh, Pfizer. But so, yeah, there's this whole so so then, as you're saying, everybody gets their isolated message. They get lost in their own perspective of this situation. Nobody can agree on what actually is happening. We can witness that right now as an, a clear example was the BLM riots, the days of yes. rage, the summer of rage. Those people, they you know, they were just told this. I mean, we already had a black gay president. I don't understand, you know, like <laughs> where where are we racist i don't get it but um at the same time then now we have the trans day of rage and you know these people really believe in in what they're they're being told so this is the 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 scenario that we're talking about now imagine if it's all isolated folks like if you know these are groups that are being coordinated because they're being you know filled with this information that and this false narrative as far as i'm concerned of uh hate and they're responding in hate and so yeah imagine that with everybody isolated everybody in their own things and then everybody fighting each other because that's what they're really after here uh i mean we and it boils down to the point where we have like this uh bond villain klaus schwab you know as our <laughs> villain i mean it couldn't get any more you know uh, hollywood yeah <laughs> And I was watching, uh, just to throw this in here, because I hadn't mentioned it, I, I was going through the Mission Impossible series, 
And it turns out Mission Impossible 2 is all about uh, a corporation that creates a virus and creates the antidote and then sells it to the government. And the government's working to, to you know, give everybody the virus so they can sell the, the vaccine. I mean, that's the plot of <laughs> MI2, you know, Mission Impossible 2. So if you guys, you know, and then we had all that propaganda. We had all those weird films and TV shows that came out. Uh, yes. The one about the comic book uh, utopia. Yes. That, uh, you know, just endlessly. But if you watch a lot of these intelligence created, uh, triple letter created Hollywood films, you you get the plot, you get the story, you get the things. And they, they throw out a lot of things. I mean, in the G.I. Joe series, uh, <laughs> the, the the lead villain, you know, the, the Cobra commander, uh, starts with this corporation, Mars. And Mars is supplying weapons to both sides of the war. And yes. it's the multi. And of course, then they bring out the nanobots that are going to mm-hmm. just eat all the metal and everything. <laughs> so here, you know, all those triggers, folks, all the same things that we've uh, just talked about. And it, it's just right there. And they, they're constantly triggered into us. So what is the game plan? What we're it's hard to know at these times. And, and the CIA had said, uh, you know, once no one knows truth, we've done our job. And that's really where we are. There's just no way of discerning the, the truth. But you can pick up the pieces, pick up the narrative, get these little spots and pieces and start to put it together. And yeah, I mean, I've been led to the whole conclusion that this was an ancient intelligence, an ancient AI that has been, you know, maybe it's that black satellite. What do they call that? The black knight uh, mm-hmm. that's been orbiting our planet that has been just waiting to awaken because we're starting to pump ones and zeros now. And we can trans all that information on light. And so what has happened, they've uh, altered all of our light bulbs as we got into last week. You know, they, yeah. you can't even get incandescent bulbs anymore. You've, you've all been stuck under LED. You've got the blue light coming on you. Uh, we are being terraformed, not just the planet, but our bodies. Yes. And that's the key ingredient. So, Nish, let's tell everybody once again where they can find your great shows and uh, jump on into the other side, because, guys, I, I'm. I'm gonna I gotta reveal you know I wait for the member section to get more personal about you know anything in my own life and as you guys know I, I mentioned that I've been recording myself at night so I've got to throw a few of these thoughts at, at niche on the other side because of the Nox mente connection and and the dreams uh, because I find it really fascinating and I think you will too so if you want come over to freemantv.com and subscribe get all the bonus times, the interpersonal connections that we have there in the member section. And, uh, you know, it's, it's cheap, easy and fun and it helps everyone. It helps keep this show going. And let me give a little love to associate producer, Steve, who finds the wonderful people like niche to come on the show. And so please, uh, send love and encouragement and, uh, any knowledge that you want to share at producer, Steve at Freeman TV.com. You can always write me, Freeman, at FreemanTV.com. And uh, I'm also now Rockfin.com slash FreemanTV, Rumble.com slash FreemanTV, and um, it might be FreemanFly. I'm not sure. I have to check my Rumble channel. <laughs> but, you know, I'm I'm expanding, folks, trying to get all this information back out there again since the ban. The ban happened the last time we were on the show. I was seeing oh. that I had that, you know, my YouTube ban, folks. Uh, yes. Yeah, which is... Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I mean, I just flavor. can't believe they can just get away <laughs> with this. They can just delete you like that, and and uh, you know, everybody should be mad. That's all. Everyone should be definitely concerned. Yeah, that. Um. Yeah. So I want to send out a little love to Steve Mercer as well. He's absolutely wonderful, Freeman. You're blessed to have him, and uh, just really solid. I am. On Patreon, I think it's forward slash slash niche with two eyes, and um, you can find Prima Donnas of the Gutter anywhere podcasts are played, the Cosmic Salon anywhere podcasts are played, and uh, on YouTube is where Naxmente and the Obelisk are. And so, with that, I do remember the film was called Day Ship, just for people that may be trying to. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, <laughs> so what was she talking thing. about? 
Right. So it's been a great pleasure this front end. And hopefully we have given everyone out there something to chew on. And I can't wait to get into your recording of the night voices. Yeah. (laughs) How many people talk in their sleep all night? How many of you would know? Would you know? I don't know. I wake up every morning with my recorder like it's a little birthday present. Like, oh, my God, what did I do last night? So we'll get into that. Um, Fantastic. All right, guys. Yes, the Cosmic Salon, that's the place to be to get into all of this. And if you're really into dreams, into wild stuff, then it's Nox Mente and and the Obelisk to keep it all just... uh, a little fire in there too <laughs> some woo 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 <laughs> yeah fantastic well yes guys thank you so much and we'll see the rest of you next week <laughs>